In today's episode, we're talking about the importance of letting go, be it toxic thoughts, toxic beliefs, toxic people. Let's find out why. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today we're talking about the importance of letting go. Now, this topic came to my mind when I was talking to, of course, (laughs) my cousin again. I normally get my inspirations for these episodes during my daily life. And I talk about topics which are brought to the surface of my mind or to the forefront of my mind, to be honest, by my subconscious mind. And I think this was a topic that I have talked about in the past in many different ways. And I think today I wanted to just come back and just pull it all together and sort of bring it to your attention. So it's implied most of the time that you need to let go of negative beliefs, negative ideas, toxic ideas, toxic people. But I don't think I fully talked about this topic in its on its own and the merits of it and the importance of it. And I think in my own life, this is something that's happened to me. Whenever I've not let go of something, and this could be anything, right? This could be, a, you know, a, a negative memory or a toxic memory or a toxic person for whatever reason, a, a friend or a family member or, you know, for the longest time, my ex-husband, it's always kept me in low vibration and I've it's almost like I keep repeating the lesson over and over and over again because I haven't learned it I haven't gone I mean I haven't actually learned what I'm supposed to learn from that particular experience and I, I'm unable to move forward and I'll give you an example so it comes to one of my relatives and how they're very toxic. I mean, there are members of the family and everybody has examples of this. So I'm not unique to this. Doesn't matter if you're Asian or non-Asian or Persian or whatever you are. It really depends on you and doing, you know, the way, um, you know, everybody has families and everybody can has examples of this in the family. Somebody who's toxic and somebody who's quite manipulative or toxic to you. They may not be mean people, but they're toxic to you or they're energy vampires for you or whatnot. And you keep giving them second opportunity or third opportunity or the 10th opportunity over and over again because, you know, because you're family. Now, there's a particular um, aunt of mine that comes to mind. I'm not going to say her name. And I do love her dearly because obviously she's my aunt. But she's so toxic. She's toxic not just for me, but I, I find even for her family. And for those around her and every single person who has a, you know, talks about her, talks about her in a, in a really, not a derogative way, but in a hurtful, painful way, because she's managed to harm every single person. And I, very early on, I think I learned my lesson from her. I mean, I still have plenty of lessons to learn for the people, but when it comes to her, very early on, I learned that she was extremely toxic and I had to let her go. 
And I did. And even though she's very closely related to me, so I cannot totally, completely disconnect from her, you know, from, from her because she obviously she's family. So I've limited my contact to her to, you know, just the, you know, Eid's, um, special occasions and so forth. And I would actually converse with us, like, you know, Salaam alaikum, I'm going to say hello, goodbye. But I'm not going to actually hold a full-on conversation with her or talk to her about my personal matters or indulge in any kind of conversation with her. I made it very clear. I don't keep her included in my, you know, what's going on in my personal life or in, in general life, to be honest. So I let go of her very, very early on. Now, I was quite successful in doing that to a lot of people, but... I, I wasn't able to do that to, you know, to quite a, you know, <laughs> for a longest time with my ex-husband. And, but this is something that I realized because that one of the reasons why I was so successful when I was growing up, uh, you know, especially when it comes to, you know, being able to study hard and being really focused because I, 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 I literally developed laser focus and I was very focused on my studies and I was very focused on my career. The reason why I was able to do that was because I was able to let go of people very quickly. I didn't hold on to attachments very much. And I was actually seen as someone who's very cold. I'm not a cold person. I'm very warm. But I was able to let go of toxic people very, very quickly. And I somehow, I think subconsciously, because I'm very intuitive, I even though I didn't know the way I realized at the time it was very intuitive, I just real, I intuitively knew who was not right for me. I would just pull away and let them go. Now, I think this is what allowed me to keep my vibrations high. So I wouldn't have negative thoughts about people, but if I didn't feel that they were adding value to my life, it was very easy. It was very easy for me to let go of friends. It was very easy for me to let go of family members and pull away to the extent of just saying hello, goodbye, and just, you know, you know, just keeping it to the niceties. As the, as older I became, what I found was I began to be, you know, I became victim of the, you know, the guilt that comes with age and it comes with sensibilities and the idea that family is important and you have to, you know, put up with them and compromise and so forth. And I suppose the rebellious younger me was able to let go of a lot more people than the the older supposed, supposed wiser me. And I found that the older I've got, it became more difficult to let go of even toxic people because I felt obligated to, to, you know, converse with them, to keep in contact with them. And only recently did I allow myself, I give myself the permission to say, uh, no, if someone is toxic, irrespective of how closely related they are to me or how much they meant to me in the past, I can let them go. Another example comes to my mind is a friend and who was very dear to me and to some extent she still is. But I have found that over the, the the course of the last few months, things have not gone. There, there's an element of uh, un- uneasiness and there's a bit of a negative vibe, and it's time to let go. And I was really, I think I've I've known this for a while that we were pulling, we were falling apart and pulling away. I just didn't want that to be the truth because I was really, I'm really, really fond of this person. But again, I realized if that person's no longer adding value to my life, I have to let them go. So this is how how clear you have to be. Money you will make, I promise you. If you follow the strategies I teach in this podcast, or if you're able to come onto one of my online um, abundance workshops, and depending on when you listen to this, we may even be having live workshops. If you come to my workshops and you follow the tools and strategies that I have, I promise you money will become will come easy to you. Money is easy to make. 
But building a life and actually becoming wealthy is another thing altogether. And that's what I want for you. But you can't do that if you hold on to negativity, be it negative thoughts, ideas, or people. So one of the first things that I sort of teach on my abundance workshop is about getting clarity. And you gain clarity, not on just what you want, but also on what it is that's holding you back. And that includes ideas, that includes limiting beliefs, and most importantly, that includes people. And so this is something that, you know, people become, people have these major aha moments on day one of our workshops because this is such an important tool. And I, I, I show you, I give you a, one of my energy tools, which allows you to disconnect and sort of pull away from these um, energy vampires or toxic people as well. So one of the most important things that you need to recognize in your life is you're working hard and you're, 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 you're you know, you're listening to intuition and you're taking divine inspired action. But in your life, you know, what is it that you're holding on to still that's, you know, give, that's keeping your vibration low? And this could be ideas, previous thoughts, previous circumstances, previous experiences, or current relationships, be it current partner, mate, spouse, or family members. And these could be close family members, as close as, as a parent or a child or a sibling or a cousin or an aunt or an uncle. You have to be very, very clear about it, okay? And something someone said to me, you know, I think a couple of days ago, I think it was my cousin actually, she said, you know, family is not created just with blood, right? You know, blood, yes, you know, uh, you know, blood, the bond of blood is very, very strong. And that's why, you know, we, you know, we are pulled towards our cousins. But that's not the only form of bonding that exists. You know, love is a very, a lot stronger bonding. And sometimes you end up becoming families with people who are you're not related to by blood right but you get to choose and this is what I want you to take away from today's podcast is that you have the ability to choose who comes into your life or leaves your life you have the ability to create your own relationships yes you were born into certain relationships for you know and had certain experiences because of your karmic contracts that's another conversation for another time at this moment in time if you are listening to this podcast you have the ability and you have the power to pull away from certain people and to start creating space for newer higher vibrational relationships be it friendships be it even in in romantic relationships or be it even so family relationships okay so you need to decide what's important to you. Now, if you are one of those people who are people pleasers and wants to keep everyone happy, I promise you'll keep no one happy. But if you just start by just keeping yourself happy, you know, not harming anyone else, but taking care of your own happiness and thinking about what pulls you back and what what is toxic in your life, I promise you, you'll do a hell of a lot of job, a better job than anybody else out there can do for you in terms of keeping you happy. And also, this alone, this act alone will raise your vibration, which means you will attract more opportunities to be happy and more joyful. And of course, you know, by default, you'll create more, you'll attract better opportunities to make more money, so to create more wealth. Wealth is not, uh, is something that you do, you know, especially in the way I teach, it's not something you do in a vacuum but all by itself it's connected to everything around you i want you to create abundance in all areas of your life i want you to be abundant when it comes to your happiness i want you to be incredibly abundant when it comes to your your relationships i want you to be incredibly abundant when it comes to your wealth and your health i want you to be happy and joyous all the time you can have you know have everything you can have your cake and eat it so you know that's an old cliche which honestly honestly it 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 
it doesn't hold any merit because you are. I mean, I actually, by the way, I never understood that point. If I have my cake, I'm supposed to eat it, right? <laughs> what else am I supposed to do with the cake if I can't eat it? But, uh, but the point, there is jokes apart. The point is, I need to live a, fu- a fulfilling, abundant life. In order for you to do that, you have to recognize what's holding you back. So it's time to let go of certain old beliefs. Now, there are beliefs that you're not sure of how to let go of. That's something that I can help you with. And I have a program specifically on that, Melina Foundations or something else. I think the first place to start is always going to be my book, Laws of Money, you know, which you can get on lawsofmoney.com. The name of the book is Laws of Money, of course. Or you can even go to Amazon and, you know, get a copy of from there as well. That's perfectly fine. Um. Or actually, if you're able to, and this is what I highly encourage, just come along to one of my workshops and let's see what's holding you back in the five days. You'll you'll get plenty of clarity on there. But I want you to, for the timing, until between now and the workshop, depending on when you listen to this, I don't know whether we're doing this live or not, but I want you to think about what it is that is holding you back at the moment. What is toxic in your life at the moment? What beliefs, what ideas, what thoughts, what people are holding you back? And remember, anybody who makes you feel bad about yourself is toxic. Doesn't matter who it is. Your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your uncle, your aunt, your, you know, you know, your child. It doesn't matter who it is. Anybody who makes you feel bad about yourself is toxic. They need to be, you know, kept. If it's a parent, you have to cut cords and obviously keep space with you know, that's a, it's a bit more complicated. But you at least recognize the idea that you have to pull away from certain people. It may be your parents. It could be your mother. It could be your father. It could be both, right? You are in control of your life. You need to recognize that fact. You are creating your life. You need to recognize that fact. You need to, you know, take ownership of your life and be, you know, and be responsible for it. Take responsibility for your life. And the first step is recognizing what is not working for you. And this is super important when it comes to relationships. But not only just recognizing, and they need to let them go. So I'm going to give you another example from my own life. Now, one of my parents has been the most healthiest relationship that I've ever had. Yes, she gave me some negative beliefs about money, actually quite a lot of <laughs> negative beliefs and ideas about money, and about men too. But generally, it was a very, very healthy relationship. Now, this is the reason why I'm giving this example is so you, that you know that people don't necessarily have to be bad for them to be toxic for you. It sometimes is just the circumstances have created uh, the, the situation where those people, even though they may, they may be good people, end up being toxic for you. So my the other parent I had, which was my dad, um, God read, you know, may he rest in peace, uh, you know, a legendative critic. He passed away last year. But in my life, throughout my life, he has been the most toxic person when it comes to masculine energy. And I mentioned him before a number of times as well, I think for various other examples. But I think he's absolutely perfect in this example because I I apply the same formula to him. And I don't, I don't, I, I practice where I preach. I'm not telling you to do one thing and do something else in my own life. I'm telling you what I'm doing in my own life and why I'm creating the life that I do and the life that I have. So one of the things I did with my father, and this is going back in 2018, I think it was. I think it must have been around 2017. No, I think it was 2017 when I was going through my rough time. I was uncovering all my money blocks. I actually stopped talking to my father. It wasn't 2017, I remember now. And I stopped speaking to my father because throughout my life, my father has been the most toxic person. Now, if you met my father, he was a, a really nice man. 
he made some wrong choices in his life and he was very easily manipulated his his second his the wife he chose second wife as my daughter likes to say it i have another drama in my life and uh, yeah she was very manipulative and very controlling and she did it in a way that any money he ever made or anything he did, you know, he left everything to her. And even when he was alive, all his time and money was spent on the second wife and second kids. And when he passed away, all his property, everything he had, which was quite like substantial, all was left to his second, obviously, the second wife and the second children. Me and my brother have got nothing. We got zero in terms of inheritance from our father. And we kind of expected that. So that wasn't a surprise for us. But the thing is, and the reason why I'm using him as an example here right now is because of that lady in his life, he became extremely toxic in my life, extremely toxic. He had a very bad opinion about myself, about me. He chose, he, he arranged my, my first marriage and he completely washed his hands of the responsibility. He actually blamed me. He was awful. He wouldn't even let me divorce. I remember at the time when he wouldn't let me divorce and I actually had to wait to file a divorce against, you know, against Myra's father. And it was eventually my uncle who passed away recently in February. He actually stood up for me. He said, look, you go and do whatever you need to do. I'm with you. And then because my father couldn't say anything to my uncle, you know, his younger brother, I was able to go ahead and file for divorce. And, you know, the divorce is again because of obviously domestic violence. But anyway, um, this man who had done so much for so many people. He has supported people financially. He has been generous to people. He's a kind-hearted, generous, hardworking man. And my work ethics comes also from my father as well. I, I'm going to attribute a lot of my skills to my father. The, the business acumen that I have, I, I'm really, really brilliant at it, comes from my father. The determination to succeed comes from my father. Um, the strength, strength and character comes from my mother, but in terms of becoming financially free and being you know, independent and making a lot of money, that comes from my father. My father was a self-made millionaire. So that's where I, got, I get my inspiration from. So a lot of my qualities for people which people appreciate come from my father. I'm not ignorant of that. But even though all, I can recognize all these facts about my father and I can recognize all these things that I share, in, you know, all the qualities I share in common with him, he still was extremely toxic for me. And we, I, I realized this in 2017 that there was no way that I could keep him, him in my life and raise my vibration and go in the direction I wanted to go because he just was extremely toxic. Whether he was intentionally or because of manipulation or other people around him, I don't know. And I'm not going to take the responsibility away from him and blame it onto others. It, it is what it is. So... For that reason, I pulled away from my father and I said to him, I love to, I'm going to bless you. And I and I, I pulled away. And he actually, I remember him saying one thing, saying, you know, well, don't even come bother coming to my funeral. It just so happened he passed away in COVID and there was no way that I was going to be able to fly out to Pakistan to attend his funeral. So I didn't get to go to his funeral anyway. So it just, you know, it was, I suppose, a prophecy that he gave and it fulfilled, self-fulfilling prophecy. But anyhow... The point I'm giving is he, this is a parent and he was extremely toxic for me, yet a loving, amazing father for my stepsister, my, my, my half-brother and my half-sister. He, he, I've seen how my father is with my half-sister, my half-brother. You cannot get a more doting, supportive, loving dad than my father. You just couldn't. But that love, that that kind of care and that kind of attention 
was reserved for some reason for his second, um, you know, children, a second set of children from his second wife. They were absent from myself and my brother. I don't know the reason for it. I don't really care to find out now because it's, it's too late and things have changed. And I'm not, I'm no longer upset about it either. But this man was extremely loving, but to his other children, not to me, my brother. So because of his nature, and I also, because I see the contrast. So if he was horrible as a person and he was horrible to me and he was horrible to my half-sister, I would just say, okay, that's who he is, that's his nature. But I could see the contrast in character, the way he was, how loving, how caring and how supportive. And he took, you know, financially took care of them. And whereas my brother always would live to fend of ourselves. Even after my mum passed away, he, my father did not come and help us and say, do you need any help? Can I, you know, let me take financial responsibility for you. He just, he wasn't. From the age of five, he had left our lives. And even during my, when I got married, he, he married me off. But I keep in mind that I paid for all my, my wedding, everything. My, maybe my brother didn't pay. So that was another conversation at the time. I had this awful relationship with the divine masculine that no man has ever been allowed to pay for me. I'm actually going to do a podcast on that too, actually. I will do it. Well, you know, I recently recognized my lack of allowing the divine masculine to take care of me. I always take care of myself. And when I didn't, it became a very, very toxic environment. But anyway, um, the point being, I could see the contrast with my father and my 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 half-sister, how he was with the half-sister and my half-brother towards me and my brother. So when I felt this toxicity and I could really recognize that it wasn't going to change, nothing would happen to change. It just wasn't going to change. This was the status quo. This was how things were going to be forever until he passed away. So I had to make a decision for myself. I thought, well, I'm, there's no way, I know you're not going to change, but I cannot accept this. I can't deal with this. And for that reason, I pulled away and I let him go. Until this day, when I, you know, when he passed away last June, I hadn't spoken to him for three years prior to that. Yet, not an ounce of me was upset that I hadn't spoken to him because I had truly let him go. If anything, actually, when he passed away, he let go of his ego self and I was able to communicate better with his higher self. And I felt, I feel more love for my father now than I ever did when he was alive. So that's because I'm able to connect to his higher self in the next dimension. And we all are going to go to the next dimension. So, you know, whether we like it or not. So for that reason, I, I feel the love for him from there. Whereas when he was alive, I didn't. All I felt was toxic energy from him. And this is the reason why I had to let him go. So people, people, you know, I remember one of my other cousins said, oh, you must be maybe, you know, I let out, you know, you should cry and whatever else because he may have guilt that he hasn't spoken to your dad. And I'm like, I was like, no, actually I don't. I have no guilt whatsoever because I truly let him go. I truly let him go. I sent him off with love and blessings and I let him go. And now that he's passed away, I'm able to connect to his higher self and form that bond. And actually now is where I'm having all these breakthroughs with divine masculine energy. And I'm able to recognize the fact that I've never allowed divine masculine energy to help me, support me and you know, take care of me and pamper me because my father was never pampered to me. He stopped pampering me at the age of five. Before that, I was this lit princess. And I was, honestly, I was lit princess. Bloody hell, I was spoiled. Um, until, you know, we went from riches to rags and I had nothing at all. But anyway, I wanted, I've shared a very personal aspect of my life for you guys to understand what I mean by letting go and truly letting go. And so when you let go of people, you're not letting go of, of just bad people. You're letting go of people who may generally be okay and decent or even nice human beings, 
but they're toxic for you. They're awful for you. And you have to recognize what energies you want to keep in your life and what energies you do not. Because honestly, more than money, more than time, your energy is more valuable. Because if you don't take care of your energy, you will waste time and you will not make money. Okay, if you take care of your energy, you can expand time and you can make tons of money. Money can be your best friend and money will always show up. You just have to know how to you know, take care of your own personal energy first. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It's been something that's come from very close from my heart. And I have shared a part of myself to allow you to understand how you need to move forward in your life. I hope you got value from today's episode. If you do, then please do leave us a review on iTunes. I I love reading all your reviews. And if you do leave us a review and take a screenshot, send this to us, we will send you a copy of our Million in the Mirror Meditation for free. And to say, um, I always say thank you for supporting a podcasting journey. Well, until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.